Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. This is not an ADL statement. This is just one person who's a research fellow at the ADL saying this in an interview with Input Mag. And, and by the way, saying something that is patently objectively incorrect, by the way. The idea that the only visual similarities between these two right here is the fact that all skulls kind of look the same. This is like a laughably, objectively incorrect statement. So I guess we'll watch this. People, I've gotten so many emails from people asking me to watch this. I watched Asmongold react to it. Well, get ready to watch me react to it. It's unethical, the practice of, of having inside jokes that are so f***ed up to people who don't even understand them and like, and basically making fun of people to their face, right? And to me, that, that's really what's f***ed up. And it's more fun, it's actually more, to me, that's the crime here. The crime isn't that they're Nazis and they're racist, which they might be, and, and I'm sure they are accelerationists who are people who are just basically nihilists who don't give a f*** and want to see the world burn. And like, to me, that's probably a worse thing than being anything, because you really are anti-human and you're selfish. What if I told you that one of the most successful NFT collections in the world was pulling off the biggest troll in internet history? No, not convincing people that this ugly shit is art or that it has any value. What if I told you that hidden within Board Ape Yacht Club was a series of 4chan trolling, racist imagery, and white supremacy dog whistles? And with a deep understanding of cipher and cryptography, the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club are making a mockery of the entire world, pulling the strings of the global elite, including celebrities, athletes, actors, and influencers. Influencers. This story is extremely complicated for many reasons. The problem with accepting the truth I'm about to tell you is that you have to have extensive knowledge of 4chan, internet culture, and symbolism to even wrap your head around this and understand the motive. The most important fact I'm about to tell you that you must remind yourself as we go along is that the entirety of Board Ape Yacht Club is esoteric. By design, it is only meant to be understood by a select number of people with specialized knowledge. And as you can see here, it is considered based when others with that knowledge connect the dots. Almost all of the absurd- Okay, um, so right off the bat, I can already see where this is going. Um, okay, so a couple of things. Oh, actually, wait, a couple, oh, man, a, like a lot of things here. Okay. How do, where do I even start? Okay, first of all, it is undeniable that for as long as the modern far right has existed, there has been a concerted effort on the part of groups within that far right to make iconography, which is distinguishable to them, but not distinguishable to the majority of people, and, uh, promulgate it, to make it, um, to make it out there, to make it everywhere, to make dog whistles of everything, to confuse, to obfuscate, to blur the line. The reason they do this is because, it's very simple, the reason they do this is because a lot of their upfront ideas are politically indefensible and abjectly immoral. They're horrible. The ethnostates, the mass murders, the deportation, the Holocaust denial, you know, like neo-Nazis, like, just opening with that, you're not going to get very far. What you do, though, is you make iconographic elements of your subculture omnipresent, so everyone likes them. This was originally the case with Pepe the Frog, yes, um, among other things. And then, when you have lots of normies who are familiar with and invested in this iconography and the culture that springs up from it, you have an inroad, because now 
the purest, the most aware, the most knowledgeable group of people who are associated with that iconography will at the very least have connections to its original far-right origins, right? So you have, like, meme imagery spread everywhere, and the more invested you get in it, the more likely you are to go to the places where these memes come from, in many cases 4chan or poll, and then you meet people who like that imagery, who like that iconography, um, but they're very, very far-right, you know, and you get sort of slipped in. Additionally, people who become aware of the far-right associations of that iconography can actually work to the benefit of the far-right people, the Nazis. Because imagine this. Imagine it's 2017, and people are Pepe the Frog posting back when it is considered an alt-right symbol, and there are lots of normies who just think Pepe the Frog is funny, but then you have the woke lefties come in and they're like, no, that's a Nazi dog whistle. And you, the normie, are thinking, what the fuck? It's just a frog me. Like, I've literally never seen anything racist about this. What are we, you know? And it makes the left look kind of hysterical because you're not in on the dog whistle. The lefty is, and the far right person is. You're not, though. It makes the left look kind of hysterical, and you know, other people are going to go up to you. They're going to be like, yeah, those lefties are hysterical, huh? They just see Nazis everywhere. And some of the people saying that might themselves be Nazis, or at least closer to them than you might be aware of or would like to be. Does that make sense to everyone? That's the process, okay? You, you get what I'm saying, right? That's, why, that's what this documentary is going to be about, you know? I've long thought that this, like... Um, this uh, financial adventurism, like this crypto bullshit, has been really attractive to the far right, in large part because it represents a kind of um, rejection of status quo institutions, and that's generally something that's enjoyed more by the far right and the far left than it is by centrists, and the far left doesn't get involved in financial shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got a person who hates the system, they could be a lefty or a Nazi, right? You know, it depends on why they hate the system. But if you're talking about anti-establishment financial investment, lefties don't do that. Lefties don't get involved in, like, speculative investment on new currency form. That's not their ball game. So you have a kind of political... Um, you know, uh, like like a like a maverick kind of cultural extremist position that's going to be more likely than not, you know, at least disproportionately occupied by by far right people. Um, oh, one other big thing: is it not true that a huge part of selling the image of crypto uh, comes down to distrusting the banks? Yeah, I tell you, you know, I'll tell you who distrusted the banks. They distrusted the banks. So hard that they did they did they, they 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 did the Holocaust. Um that wasn't good. You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, it's not surprising to me this crypto shit's long had a, a pretty big like far right um bent to it, but I wanna I wanna watch the thing. Okay, that's that's my intro. I'm just saying, like, that's the setup. Maybe he'll go into it in the video. I don't know. I'm just you know I Earthist references present in Board Ape Yacht Club are glaringly obvious to the in-crowd and are invisible to anyone who isn't terminally online. I might as well be speaking a different language if I don't prime you on every aspect of this elaborate cipher. Combine this with Board Ape Yacht Club being valued at over a billion dollars, and you have yourself the gold medalists of the Troll Olympics. Probably not anymore, right? Didn't crypto values crash, like, right when this thing... Yeah. 
I had my doubts about all of this. That was until I spoke with one of the top creative directors and internet artists in the world, who is an expert of internet culture, 4chan, and trolling. An artist who has worked with Kanye West, Grimes, and Tame Impala, among other creative oh. projects that you've definitely seen. January 2022, a website goes live called gordongoner.com. Signed at the very bottom was the signature of Ryder Rips. Ryder Rips is eccentric and is a trendsetter in every regard. He created the Deal With It meme, Dump FM, really? Internet Archaeology, and V Files. When it comes to the internet, Ryder Rips is one of the most innovative artists of our generation. It's no secret that he uses internet culture and the nature of trolling to amplify his artistic messages. If there's anyone to educate others on iconography and the I'm meaning here. behind art, it's Ryder Rips. And if I happen to be the founders of an NFT project manipulating the masses into asserting value on racist imagery, I would not fuck with him. For the past six months, Ryder Rips and other researchers have collected all of the data and sources that highlight Bored Ape Yacht Club's successful but depraved continued stunt. And I say continued because they still operate unchecked. 4chan is the gutter of the internet. Founded in 2003 by 15-year-old Christopher Moot Pool, this message board serves as a place where internet culture is born, discussed, and destroyed. Destroyed. Users on 4chan typically post as anonymous or anon as they argue the identity. Fuck. I'm gonna have to emotionally deal with having things that I know explained to me for a lot of this, aren't I? I know we're trying to get normies on board here. Just I, I have to assume a lot of people who watch me aren't like like me and were on like I back when they were eleven years old. So just everyone buckle up. We're we're refreshing our basics if we've been here and we are learning a lot of really strange shit if we have not been there. Alright, let's Let's go! Every user adds nothing to conversations at hand. But the collective anonymous culture of the message board has devolved into a degenerate pit of despair. Along with anonymous identities, there is virtually no moderation. As a result of this, threads on 4chan spiral into some of the weirdest and most disturbing- Oh, one last thing. 4chan's not cool anymore. I know that B has always been shit, okay? But like, it's just, it's not anymore. It, it used to be, it used to have, there was like a genuine, like, schizo-oriented creative spark underneath a lot of it. It's definitely just, like, it's high on its own supply, you know what I mean? Like, it's, people on 4chan know they're on 4chan, so they think that gives their, like, fetid shit posts um, some legitimacy or artistic value. Nowadays, when most people think of 4chan, like, they don't even think of 4chan, they just think of green text. And most of the green text they think of are reposts from like 2011, you know? And now we have that green text bot where it's being done algorithmically and doing a pretty good job of it. So we don't even need 4chan. Finally, we've found a way to distill the best part of, green, of 4chan without anyone needing to visit or post on 4chan. It's brilliant. Being rabbit holes on the internet. So why even post? Well, as Ryder Rips described to me, trolling is a sport on 4chan. This point alone is necessary in Not understanding happy. the motive behind Board Ape Yacht Club. Throughout the internet's history, 4chan has been responsible for trolling mainstream media endlessly. One classic example of this was when 4chan tricked mainstream media into thinking the OK hand symbol signified white power. The media ran with it, and as a result, actual white supremacists adopted it as their own. An internet joke that illuminated a problem with mainstream Stream media, their willingness to post anything, was taken literally, and the meaning of the joke changed forever. Another example of this is comedian Sam Hyde being the ghost of Kiev. Lastly, let's talk about the benefit of the doubt. Imagine all of what I'm about to tell you is one giant coincidence. Somewhere along the grocery list of examples of Bored Ape Yacht Club being one massive alt-right inside joke is a point at which these similarities are no longer coincidences. Let's call this the tipping point. If I bring up one instance that highlights deliberate Nazi, fascist, or alt-right messaging, you may think to yourself, I see it, but that's a reach. So I ask you, 
What is your number? At what point do all of these examples become crystal clear in front of your eyes? For me, it was just one. First, let's- I like this. Um, I like this right here. The whole, like, how many, how many, like, weird coincidental, like, bits of Nazi iconography need to pop up before it, like, means something to you. You know, I, li I like that. I think that's a good question to ask. Let's talk about the apes as a whole. You don't have to look far on social media to see that many people believe the apes in Bored Ape Yacht Club are inherently racist looking. Remember, they could have picked any animal, object, or thing to make an NFT project. Monkeys? Really? It seems a bit random, but we're dealing with deliberate messaging. This is not a mistake. This is Damon Dash, the founder of Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z. And then, I don't know if that monkey thing is like, Cause what's the biggest the NFT? Ape, the ape. For the, for don't the, don't you think that's a little condescending to our we culture? Just, we in a little talk, bit. We just talking about that. I I I feel like is, is that a way a nerd is trying to get cute and laugh at us? We just talking about that. Because either way, you should tread lightly with monkey when it, as it relates to our culture, because it's a trigger for us, mm -hmm. and they keep doing it. So first I wasn't like, and then I was like, why is everything a gorilla or an ape or a monkey? Why ain't it a penguin or like a panda bear or something? Why is it something that's been used to as a reflex? I don't know if I agree with this assumption on their part. Um, obviously, there's like. A lot of cultural baggage to anthropomorphizing monkeys for reasons that you're all probably aware of. Um, there are going to be people who are hypersensitive to it. It is worth pointing out, though, that when it comes to stuff like this, hypersensitivity often ends up being right, even if by accident. You know, um, like not not going to lie, especially when you're online and you've been like watching shit unfold for long enough. Sometimes you just get a feeling, and it's and like after the fact, you get enough puzzle pieces to fit together the story. But right at the moment, it's like that seems a bit weird, you know. And then like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with them like thinking about it, you know, like talking about it. Yeah, no, no, for sure, Roman. Yeah, you know, disrespect us for years. So I don't know, you know. Yeah. And when language is difficult for a creator, that leaves a, a lot of room for exploitation. You know, so that means a lot of people that can understand may take advantage of those creators that don't want to understand. Do you guys realize for the last two years, they got black people to invest in monkeys and dogs while making fun of us and taking our money from us? But Doge was going to the moon. When y'all get done, go look at Board Ape Yacht Club and go see the imagery of how it's connected to Nazism. It's damn near the same imagery, but they know we won't study long enough to say, and now, Look how many billions of dollars they made off of us and our culture. And then the music industry gonna come in with more NFTs and continue to rob us. All we need is us. The reason people have made this conclusion is because of something called simianization. This refers to comparing ethnic groups to an ape or monkey. Simianization has been used throughout history to put others down in order to dehumanize them. You will see exactly how Bored Ape Yacht Club uses simianization to convey racist themes and undertones. But first, we must understand the culture in which these apes were born. In 2021, Bored Ape Yacht Club was launched on April 30th which is the exact day that Hitler died. The launch of Bored Ape Yacht Club was actually on the 23rd with a week-long pre-sale and they sold out before the 30th. However, they made it a point to tell the New Yorker that it was the 30th. I have shown this picture to various artists. This is Bored Ape Yacht Club's main logo that they use across all of their branding and social media accounts. Not too bad, right? How about now? Most of them laugh uncomfortably in sheer- 
I'm sorry, that's just very funny. This looks this looks innocent, right? How about now? Uh. Most of them laugh uncomfortably in sheer disbelief. The audacity to do this is mind-blowing. It does not take a genius to see that this Bored Ape Yacht Club logo is a direct copy of the Toten Kaf. Yeah, this is, by the way, this is inarguable. Whatever your position is on whether this is like hysteria or over-exaggeration, this, this is the, uh, denying that this is a direct poll is is delusional it's very obviously yeah um there's yeah there's no way around that the skull and bones represents death and was used by both prussia and nazi germany as a military emblem representing death heads i only mention prussia because that will play out later when we examine some of the bored apes both low this is his only good evidence in the entire video oh well then i guess we'll see Goes also have 18 teeth. If you're unfamiliar, the alt-right white supremacists and neo-Nazis love alphanumeric code. The number 18 is a symbol of hate. More specifically, it's alphanumeric code for the initials of Adolf Hitler. One being A, eight being H. One thing to note is that both logos... Man, is it really... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Eighteen, yep. Uh, one, two, three... 12, 18, yeah, okay, yeah, no, just, just wanted to make sure, didn't want to, didn't want to take it for granted. ...also have a rough edge, which is uncommon in circular emblems. It's just another characteristic that demonstrates they knew what they were copying. Board Ape Yacht Club was created by a company called Yuga Labs. Like everything in this project, the name has meaning. A little bit about us to start off the new year and what's coming. What's the inspiration behind the name Yuga Labs? We're nerds, and Yuga is the name of a villain in Zelda, whose ability is that he can turn himself and others into 2D art. It made sense for an NFT company. When I heard this, I was confused. I've played just about every Legend of Zelda game, and I could not remember for the life of me who Yuga was. You see, Yuga is a boss in The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, the 17th installment of the Zelda franchise available only on the Nintendo 3DS. If you're a self-proclaimed nerd or gamer, you wouldn't source your name from the most obscure Zelda game ever, let alone a game for the 3DS. Everyone uh... knows that Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and even Breath of the Wild are the greatest games in the franchise. I could believe Ganon Labs, after the main antagonist throughout the entire series, Ganondorf, but Yuga? I'm not buying it. There is a specific reason they picked the name Yuga. On Yuga Labs' website- Wait, didn't they say they picked Yuga because the magic made art, like, 2D art of a thing? Wouldn't- Okay, let me look this up. Hold on. Yuga, um, <sighs> Zelda. Main antagonist link between worlds. The ability to turn people into two-dimensional portraits. Yeah, this seems like a reach. I never played this Zelda. If their ability is literally to turn things into 2D images, that seems like a pretty compelling link, other than whatever alphanumeric... Uh, no, I'll let him finish. I'll let him finish. I'm just watching. They pay homage to another project called the Hash Masks. This project was made by a Swiss company known as Suumkuik Labs. This phrase, meaning to each their own, was on the gate of the Bushenwald concentration camp. This phrase was also used on the face of Prussian helmets. And Yuga Labs loved Suumkuik so much that they even took their exact- Holy shit, okay, we're, we're breakneck pace. Give me a second here, okay, hold on. Okay, sorry, just- Project called the Hash Masks. This project was made by a- Okay, they made a project called the Hash Masks. A Swiss company, known as Suumkuik Labs. This phrase, meaning to each their own, was each on the gate own. of the Bushenwald concentration camp. To each their own, or to each what he deserves. Jidim Desaina, um, over the Bushenwald concentration camps. Okay. 
This has resulted in use of the phrase being considered controversial in modern Germany. Wait, they said a Swiss company, right? In Switzerland, don't they speak German primarily? Like, they're right next to Germany and they speak German primarily? Anything that's culturally taboo in Germany with this language would probably also be... Yeah, if something is considered culturally iffy in Germany, it probably would be in Swiss as well. Um, yeah, that seems reasonable. Okay. This phrase was also used on the face of Prussian helmets, and Yuga Labs loved Suum Queek so much that they even took their exact terms of service. Yuga has an entirely different meaning. The phrase Kali Yuga stems oh. from Hinduism, and it refers to an age of conflict or darkness. What is the period we're in now? Because it seems like it's coming to an end. This is Kali Yuga, man. This is this is some weird shit that was predicted by the Bhagavad Gita. This is this is like this Guter is the end of Battle of the Gods, yeah. Ragnarok. Tell this, me, this is what happens in cultures. Like they go through these like these pitches, these ups and downs. The earliest mention of this phrase in internet culture was on September 11th, 2014, by an anonymous user on 4chan, in response to people being upset over Gamergate. Anon replied, I know it is dark at times, but you just gotta learn to enjoy it, man. Embrace being the bad guy. Surf the Kali Yuga. Since then, the phrase spread like wildfire among the alt-right. First, it was made into a t-shirt by Vincent Valklin, who founded the French Descent, an alt-right political party that operated from 2011 to 2021. Apparently, alt-right meme merch went hard, and the new design of the shirt in 2016 featured a toting cough. And in 2019, a telegram group called Kali Yuga Surfing Club was created. See anything weird here? The Kali Yuga is one of the cornerstones of traditionalist ideology that was preached by René Guénon, a French occultist and philosopher. Yeah, I, I have to say, do, his little bit there where he says, like, um, a real Zelda fan would pull a reference from one of these games rather than the obscure one, that really weakened the argument. If he just said, yeah, and it's true, Yuga does have a power that turns things into 2D images, but consider this, and then led into all this, that would have been so much stronger. I feel like a lot of people are legit just going to break off the argument. Like, they're going to stop, they're going to tune out, like, right there. And I agree, it is a really dumb thing to say. Like, you could lead into this way better, I think. But yeah, like, that doesn't take away from this info. Um philosopher who was credited for introducing the Kali Yuga to the West. During his life, Gwanan moved to Egypt, became Muslim, and preached traditionalism, which consisted of extreme anti-Semitism and an admiration for ancient societies, which included hierarchies of class and gender. Gwanan and Italian-born Nazi sympathizer Julius Avola are both revered and memed on 4chan. You'll find threads in the literature and political boards placing these two on a pedestal and recommending their works for a sense of woke pseudo-intellectualism. Often messages will be left with PBUH, which means peace be upon him, a common Arabic phrase. You see, surfing the Kali Yuga manifested itself on pole. It became a repeated phrase and dog whistle among users. In fact, embracing the darkness or surfing the Kali Yuga is a phrase that the alt-right has adopted in order to communicate a sense of collective. This might melt your brain, but stay with me. It's impossible to show the masses exactly what the founders of Board API Club are doing without understanding- Wasn't Evola a proto-fascist? Yeah, these are all- the, the men they're showing here, the historical figures, are monsters. Um, the Surf the Kali Yuga thing, basically, to them, just means, like, you know, the West, the West is collapsing, like, you need, you need to be, like, the strong one who will pick up the rubble. Like, it's, uh, you know, holy hell, this is also terminally online. Well, to be fair, the video did warn that, so. Yeah, translation, burn it all down, yeah.
chan culture or how 4chan acts as a think tank and hive mind. One of the worst aspects of chan culture is pseudo-intellectualism. What you have is a bunch of trolls who haven't seen the light of day that have collectively convinced themselves they are based woke and have the answers to this world. They find solace in knowing specific information compared to normal people or normies. This is why it's considered esoteric. As a result of this, you have pockets of deranged people who study old texts, scriptures, and societies in order to extract archaic values and worship them. The founders of Board Ape Yacht Club are terminally online, smart assholes. I hate to admit it. The founders are clever and I mean really fucking clever. The four founders are Gordon Goner, Emperor Tomato Ketchup, Gargamel, and No Sass. You may be wondering, why do they all have obscure Xbox Live gamer tags? Well, if you think this is innocent, you're not ready for this. Number one, Emperor Tomato Ketchup, Karim Adelaide software engineer. On the surface, Emperor Tomato Ketchup sounds like a Fortnite skin. In reality, Emperor Tomato Ketchup is the name of a 1971 film that is banned across the world for containing child pornography. It's about children overthrowing adults and establishing their own supremacy, in which a young boy in a fascist uniform sexually assaults a grown woman. And if you were to ask Tomato himself, he would say he got the name from a Stereolab album, which got its name from the film. Another example of plausible deniability. Number two. Gargamel, Greg Solano, MFA in writing. If anyone is familiar with the Smurfs, then the name Gargamel might ring a bell. Gargamel is the antagonist who turns sentient beings into money. He is widely known as an anti-Semitic depiction of a Jewish stereotype. And as Ryder Rips pointed out, 4chan also uses the term Gargamel to describe Jewish people. A reoccurring theme that you'll notice is that this entire umbrella of Board Ape Yacht Club trolling stems from 4chan behavior, which is based on inserting enough absurdity to create plausible deniability. Gargamel is smart, but he's a little sloppy. According to his Reddit post history, he posted a 4chan crypto meme before Board Ape Yacht Club was even live yet, confirming that he's at least aware of the culture or uses 4chan. Greg Solano, or Gargamel, was a literature major in college and wrote his thesis paper on 2666, which is a book that takes place in Nazi Germany with a main character named after Nazi SS doctor Hans Reiter. He even expressed on his now defunct blog that he wanted to write a fiction novel that blends real history with imaginative events, which is similar to Roberto Bolaño's 2666. This could be a stretch, but I'm reminded here of your writing backgrounds. Do you think there's any parallel between your big conceptual breakthrough to design NFTs for what interests you, not some target demo, and the idea that in writing, sometimes the best stuff comes from channeling what you really want to see, not what some theoretical reader wants? Gargamel says, Ever since the Board Ape Yacht Club, we've seen like a thousand different avatar collections come up, and a lot of them are really cool. But what we think was special, and what people could kind of read on top of ours, is that we didn't just throw 3D glasses onto apes, and we didn't have a long essay on exactly what this was, but we knew what it was. It's like Wittgenstein's let the unutterable be conveyed unutterably, or Hemingway's iceberg theory. We knew what this- Holy fuck, you can- these are the perfect 4chan pseudo-intellectuals, dude. Holy shit. You can find them if you go on- on- on 4chan. They're all over the place world was and why the apes are this way and that somebody else might get a little tingle on their neck looking at it thinking yeah this is kind of different this isn't just random in this interview gargamel literally just confirmed that board ape yacht club is his medium for creative writing first the quote is cryptic but it makes a lot of sense given the context of this project let the unutterable be conveyed unutterably dog whistles hidden meanings fiction writing nah man they're just apes with 3d glasses you don't understand crypto in this statement gargamel quotes ludwig wittgenstein 
an Austrian Jewish philosopher believed to have been the boy who went to school with Adolf Hitler from 1903 to 1904. According to writer Kimberly Cornish in The Jew of Linz, she alleges that Hitler alludes to a Jewish boy who is believed to be Wittgenstein in Mein Kampf. Wittgenstein's entire body of work consists of cipher, cryptology, and solving puzzles. Similar to how Board Ape Yacht Club is one massive puzzle designed- Okay, I- I don't know how exactly we're framing this, but Wittgenstein is, um... Very not... This is- this is a stretch. Um... Wittgenstein is a very influential, um, you know, linguist and philosopher. Uh, I don't know. I think the whole him maybe being in school with Hitler thing isn't true. Though even if it isn't true, that doesn't mean that Gargamel couldn't think it's true. It doesn't have to be true for the association to exist. I'll let him continue. ...designed to be cracked for the sole purpose of stroking their twisted fanfiction writing boner. Second, he states Hemingway's Iceberg Theory, which describes exactly what they're doing. Iceberg Theory itself is also a 4chan meme. Greg Solano also has written a book titled The Cinematic Art of World of Warcraft. To say he isn't a sucker for fantasy that. would be a flat-out lie. We know that Gargamel is a creative fantasy writer. We know that he wrote his thesis paper on a Nazi story. And we know that he wanted to create something similar, blending real and fake events. He literally quoted Ludwig Wittgenstein and Iceberg Theory, confirm that there is hidden meaning, and that everything is delivered in Board Ape Yacht Club. Prior to Board Ape Yacht Club, Greg Solano even stated he wanted to create a Lovecraftian-themed NFT project. And if you know anything about Don't Lovecraft, he was a notorious white supremacist, Don't often weaving his oh. prejudices as the basis for his stories. The frustration that Ryder Rips and others have felt, myself included, with the public's perception of this criticism is immense. You can't begin to educate people on this when they're too ignorant to realize that- Yeah, okay, I- the problem I have is that sometimes, like, if you have a bad argument, you shouldn't include it, you know? Uh, this is like the earlier thing with the, like, better or more popular Zelda games. The Wittgenstein thing and the Lovecraft thing, like, Wittgenstein is... Wittgenstein's association with Hitler, I don't think... I just, I don't think that's a good thing to pull. Additionally, with this right now, lots of people like Lovecraft. Like, obviously, yes, he is a white supremacist. But this would be like, um, this would be like saying, like, uh, you know, like somebody has a, um, I don't know, like a, like a Cirque du Soleil, like, banner image for their Twitter profile, and it's like, when Cirque du Soleil was founded by known white supremacist von der Bieter von Wanderschmilt, you know, or something like that, you know, or, yeah, like, I feel if, if you're, if you're, if you're being too speculative, it can make it seem like, it's like, well, this person likes this thing, and this person likes, th and then so, like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, we're back at Hitler. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But they're being played. Bored Ape Yacht Club, in a way, is a social experiment in making fun of people who are easily influenced. But Lovecraft stories were depictions of his white supremacy. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, Lovecraft has moved beyond Lovecraft. Like, everyone loves Bloodborne. If he, had, if he said he liked Bloodborne, would it be like, Bloodborne is inspired by Lovecraft's work. Lovecraft, known white supremacist. Like, you can, like, there are, there are limits, I think, to the associations you can pull, you know? I have literally said that I would like to, like, write something Lovecraftian, you know? I, I just, I'm just saying, like, the more, the more highly speculative stuff you throw out there, the more it seems to cheapen your other arguments in the eyes of other people. Not for me, of course. My brain is massive, and uh, I'm very rational. Crypto bros and everyone who sucks off technocrats included. It is a commentary on the number going up forever for the wag me crowd, which lives by the slogan, we're all going to make it. 
This is a very real sentiment shared by thousands of people on the internet, which the founders of this project have profited off of immensely. All it took was celebrity worship, proper funding, fueled by a dystopian political agenda to get fascist propaganda on the world stage. Let me be clear, I'm not saying buzzwords just to say them. This is what's happening. 3. Gordon Goner or Wiley Arano, also a creative writer. The third founder of Board Ape Yacht Club goes by Gordon Goner the same name Ryder used for the website, piecing this all together. This was done for SEO purposes, so that when you type in Gordon Goner on Google, Ryder's website pops up first. In an interview with Wiley from 2014, he stated, the only book that I don't like is Mein Kampf, but I haven't read it. When asked innocently about- Wait, wh why do they show these, Im why, why do you show this? This made it, the editing made it seem like this was the website, like his website contains him making an argument that his own thing is racist up first. In an interview with Wiley from 2014, he stated, the only book that I don't like is Mein Kampf, but I haven't read it. When asked innocently about books, he resorted to making Hitler jokes? Yeah, there's probably nothing to see here, right? This is just more- uh, Man, I could give that answer, though. Are there any books that you, do that you don't like? Uh, yeah, Mein Kampf. Like, yeah, I don't- it's edgy, but- uh proof that Wiley's attempt at edgy humor dates back to 2014. In an interview with Rolling Stone, Gordon Goner stated he chose the name because it sounded like Joey Ramone, lead singer of the Ramones. It should be known that Board Ape Yacht Club's connection to the Rolling Stone is not random. It's through Neil Strauss, author of The Game, who is apparently writing about the subculture of Board Ape Yacht Club. Gordon Goner is a full-phrase anagram for Drongo Negro. Drongo is Australian slang for stupid, and Negro means black. Drongo is also tossed around on 4chan and Reddit. It's not simply a random word. It is also conveniently a species of black bird. Another example of Well, Negro is Spanish for black, so Okay of a hyper specific double meaning term or phrase in Board API Club. There's not much else No way. Uh okay. This is not how you would assess the probability of this would only be you would, this would only be the probability you would be assessing if this is the only possible like anagram of a racist thing that you could arrive at as opposed to like any possible combination of no 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 um is this person even australian the guy uh, oh, okay hold on hyper-specific double-meaning term or phrase in Board Ape Yacht Club. There's not much else known about Wiley Arano, aka Gordon Goner, besides loose leads that allege he's a crypto-fascist, and his dad is literally Don Arano, portrayed by John Travolta in Speed Kills. Both Gargamel and Gordon Goner are writers and creatives, according to the CEO of Yuga Labs, Nicole Muniz. Can you take me back to the origin story of Board Ape Yacht Club? It was almost exactly a year ago. Garga, who's one of the founders, texted Gordon, um, with, hey, let's make an NFT. So Garda and, uh, Garga and Gordon were both really into crypto. They were really active in the community, but they are writers. Um, that's actually their background. Um, they are storytellers, they're creatives. And so like Who is this? crypto is this thing know. that like, they were The video person didn't really introduce her. Fascinated by, and they like loved, but they were never able to actively participate in. Right, in there's a barrier to entry, exactly, right? Exactly, because it was technical. Yeah. And they're not technical, they're 
they're writers, they're creatives, they're storytellers. Like that's that's what they do. So it's it's entirely uh, critical that you understand the context of anything. So the issue with Board of Yacht Club is that they're not providing any context. The context that they provided is that literally it's meaningless. They, they said that these are just apes in a swamp who like drawing penises on a penis wall. That's the official story of Board of Yacht Club from the mouth of Nicole, the CEO. Like that's it. Like end done. <laughs> like there's nothing. There's nothing else. They called me with like hey, we're gonna do this thing and like, you know, just explaining the idea. And I kind of giggled and was like, oh yeah, I mean, but people are just gonna draw penises. And that was it, like, I was just like, I didn't think anything of it. We hung up, but like the stupid thing that I said that I never would have thought about right. transformed into, well, what if they do draw pe penises? Yeah. And where do people draw penises? And you know, it uh -huh. turned into, well, it's a bathroom. Right. Uh -huh. You know, it's a toilet stall and it's a dive bar. And uh -huh. but it's not a dive bar. It's a yacht club. Oh. It's a dive bar. Uh-huh. But it's in a swamp. And it's gonna be oh. this like future vision of Miami. What? And you know, it's is all there those, a gas like, leak? apes. Uh, this is this is what it's like talking to like tech people. I swear to god, like tech tech adventure capitalists or venture capitalists, yeah. Um and they just created this like story and this world. Let's play a game of I Spy. The cover of this Rolling Stone art is a direct reference to Hieronymus Bosch, who painted pictures Bosch. like these in order to hide things in them. Spot the racist dog whistle. Uh. Um. Ape hands are what? a racist dog whistle, alluding to the practice of Belgian King Leopold II cutting off Congolese hands for- Okay, hold on. Okay, there is a ape hand, also known as a monkey's paw, like a monkey's paw, like the 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 mystical object that grants wishes at a cost. I, I, there are lots of cultural references to monkey monkey's paws. Out, okay. Ape hands are a racist dog whistle, alluding to the practice of Belgian King Leopold II cutting off Congolese hands for punishment in not working hard enough to produce rubber. The Congolese then started cutting off fellow African hands as it became a currency valuable to the Belgians in itself. Never underestimate the ability for Board Ape Yacht Club founders to be this demented. Let's try this again. This is footage of the Board Ape Yacht Club video game. Okay, that, that seems, again, I know the point of dog whistling, is that it's supposed to be a stretch, but... You know... Um... Is this the same hat? I feel like the buckle on the front here is pretty distinctive. This is the same hat. It has- it has this, like it has like a knot here instead of the... the- the emblem, but this- this strap across the front seems like a pretty... It's a typical safari hat. It's a pith hat. Let me see. A pith hat. Um, pith helmet. A lightweight... Okay, I see they all have this type of buckle in the front. What is that? What is that for? Um, often worn by European travelers and explorers in varying climates found in Southeast Asia. Damn, dude. So this is just a type of hat? It's not even... I was wondering if this was, like, something very specific to, like, the Belgian, like, occupational forces under King Leopold. 
if this is just like a general type of hat, this association becomes a lot more ambiguous. See? It's this is in fact, this looks more like the one see it has that knot thing in the front. This um looks pretty much exactly the same. It's highly associated with it, but it's still reach. Yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just a safari hat. I don't know. But and by the way, I don't think I don't think that this whole thing is just coincidental. By the way, these could very well be dog whistles. I think he provided compelling evidence to assume that the first and second people that he mentioned are Nazis, or at the very least, crypto fascists. The first and second of the four guys that he tied to the founders, I think the evidence that he provided to indicate that they're um, far right is sufficient. I'm. I'm I'm buying that, you know? And that's all you need. Having two people in your founding thing admitting that you like like hiding stuff in plain sight and then going forward and um and and having a bunch of like weird coincidences, like I that's enough, you know? However, there's a difference between evidence which is being presented as like um like this is why I think they're Nazis and evidence that's being pre presented as like well, here's something that a Nazi might do now that you understand that there are Nazis who made this. Does that make sense? It's, there's a difference between this is original evidence to the first point and this is supplemental to the first pieces of evidence given uh, towards that point. You know, um, whatever. I'm just laying out my thought process. It's demented. Let's try this again. This is footage of the Bored Ape Yacht Club video game. See anything interesting? What's up with these bananas? Why is the bushel of bananas conveniently shaped like a swastika? For uh, SAS, Zeshan uh, Ali, um... software engineer. The fourth founder of Bored Ape Yacht Club goes by SAS, and going off the theme of hidden meanings throughout their entire project, this is also deliberate. SA is the abbreviation for Sturmish. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give credit here where I didn't expect to. I've seen a lot of boomerangs and shurikens thrown around in video games. These ones look more like swastikas than most. That's all. You know, that's all I'm saying. I, I, you know, again, it could be whatever. I'm just saying that of the many spinny weapon things that I've seen in the many video games that I've played, these ones are quite a bit closer looking to swastikas than any I've ever seen before. <laughs> that's, that's all. I was just saying, you know. Um, yeah, they could have had three bananas or five bananas, but there are four. Um, you know, and they do form a, a square with their proportions. Yeah, I don't know. Four, SAS, Zeshan Ali, software engineer. The fourth founder of Board Ape Yacht Club goes by SAS, and going off the theme of hidden meanings throughout their entire project, this is also deliberate. SA is the abbreviation for Sturmatiblung, and SS for the Schutzstaffel. Okay, well, okay, hold on. Oh boy, okay. Conveniently shaped like a swastika. Four, SAS, Zeshan Ali, software engineer. The fourth founder of Board Ape Yacht Club goes by SAS, and going off the theme of hidden meanings throughout their entire project, this is also deliberate. SA is the abbreviation for Sturmatiblung, and SS for the Schutzstaffel. SAS, or SASS, is the combination of the two primary Nazi military divisions. There are two possibilities that explain the behavior. That is... Very, very, yeah.
behavior of the founders. Number one is easy. They are neo-Nazis. Number two is a bit more complex, and Ryder believes we need new terms to describe what's happening. In other words, this is an internet troll's wet dream, post-ironic racism on the world stage. This means that this is a meme, but it doesn't look like one because there's nothing to indicate otherwise. This can also be described as- I mean, if you have to do like a hundred layers deep to understand some of these references, do they even matter? Um, obviously, I don't think we should just buy anything, but it is important to do stuff like this. You realize if crypto had taken off the way they wanted to, or hell, still might, um, you know, people like this are literally going to be the architects of the future of finance if they get what they want. I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club stuff was being promoted by massive celebrities, you know, very powerful people. Um, this degree of skepticism is warranted because you never want to wake up one day and realize, like, oh, yeah, some of the architects of the global financial system, they were actually neo-Nazis, and this was all a big Nazi ploy, and good luck now, you know. Um, I think that skepticism is important because Nazis being cowards don't, like, communists don't do this, okay? Communists will not shut the fuck up. I swear to God. Any, you know, any, like, business venture a communist wants to engage on will be called, like, the People's Unions Republics of the People's Citizens Militia of the... And it'll have... It'll be all red and gold, you know? They, we cannot shut up. We're constitutionally incapable of shutting up. But Nazis do love um, symbology, um, uh, you know, cryptology, and dog whistles. They do. They, this is well known. It's been the case for decades, even before the internet. Um, so given that, I think that skepticism is critically important, and please do not interpret my um, varying levels of acceptance of all these pieces of evidence as an indication that I am disregarding the central premise of this document, nor as an indication, um, you know, that I, um, that, that I think that you should engage in, like, unlimited leeway when it comes to, to uh, you know, looking into these things. Again, like I said, the first two of the four people listed here, as far as I'm concerned, a convincing argument was made for them being crypto-Nazis. As pose law. It's impossible to know if someone is joking unless they add an LOL at the end of a message to indicate how it's supposed to be perceived. In other words, Board Ape Yacht Club founders are layering on the irony of troll behavior to the point where it's just doomed. The best way I can describe it is beating a dead horse until the horse comes alive again and then dies again from the irony. February 4th, 2022, Katie Natopoulos, a writer at BuzzFeed, wrote an article covering the identities of the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club. And where exactly do you think she got her information from? Ryder Rips. However, she stated, Solano and Arano don't appear to have any particular red flags, which, as we know, is a flat-out lie. Pressured by Guy Oseri. Wait, Solano and Arano are the third and fourth of the four people, right? So, so this one's, they're referring to the third and the fourth one? So wouldn't this kind of be a reaffirmation of what I've said, that the evidence is compelling for one and two, but not so much for three and four? Or is she referring to two and three? I forget the names. I only remember the uh, the tags. The ones that I think you could make a good argument for being Nazis are the tomato one, the one whose name is after Nazi child porn, okay? Um, and the second one, the Gargamel one. Those are the two that I'm thinking of when I think, like, a compelling argument has been made. 
flags, which, as we know, is a flat-out lie. Pressured by Guy Oseri, Kate Natopoulos ran a softball story in an effort to save face. The more degenerative side of 4chan, including white nationalists, enjoy participating in the cult of Kek, a metaphorical, fictitious religion that worships Pepe so the Frog. Cringe. Think of it as a tribe on 4chan who considers everyone else not in the know as normies. They wave the Kekistan flag, which is an exact ripoff of Prussia and Nazi Germany's war-mocked symbol. Their mission? Troll the liberals at all costs through meme warfare. By having shared symbolism and jokes, it is a way to communicate or dog whistle to other members. That they, quote, embrace the principles of chaos and destruction that are central to alt-right thinking. The term Kek originated from World of Warcraft. When a horde player types LOL to an alliance, LOL is then translated into gibberish spelling out Kek. This is because the two opposing factions in the game can't communicate with each other unless they are on the same faction. It just so happens that Kek is an Egyptian god that looks like a human with a frog head. Hence, Pepe. And guess what Kek was the god of? Darkness and chaos. Sound familiar? Surfing the Caliugo was not the only... This does sound like schizo posting, but this is actually accurate. Um, no, I, I know it sounds like schizo posting, but having been online for the, like, development of the whole Kekistani whatever, this is, that's, this actually, all of this may sound completely psycho, but this is straightforwardly what happened, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I know I'm just I'm just pointing out I understand this sounds ridiculous but yes no that actually is that is what happened yeah it, it it's not even hidden that's just what happened just just yes okay yeah surfer innuendo that the alt right adopted it, yeah it may sound like schizo posting but you have to remember that the people on 4chan are schizos so it you know keep, just keep that in mind you know this is crazy well so are they so you know it. Makes a little bit of sense. As lingo. In fact, they also use the word cowabunga to signify their alt right beliefs to fellow members of the alt right. It just so happens that one of Bored Ape's founder's wife had this exact lingo in her bio, which has now been deleted. And in September 2021, Bored Ape Yacht Club challenged the internet with a series of puzzles. Whoever cracked the secret codes would receive a Bored Ape Kennel Club NFT, a Bored Ape NFT, a Mutant Serum NFT, and 10 Ethereum. At the time, the value of these prizes added up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. This puzzle will demonstrate just how far the creators of Board Ape Yacht Club are willing to go in order to play out their racist fantasy. This information is taken directly from this user's post on Medium. This whole puzzle started with a single stealthy tweet. Somebody left a strange note at the bar. The image contains a message, come find me below, with the cipher text of semicolon U8JJ6. This is a keyboard cipher, where if you look at the keys below each letter on a keyboard, you see that it spells slash Jimmy. Entering this after BoardApeYachtClub.com will take you to a new page and you are able to load a puzzle game. Jimmy the monkey is back on his bullshit again. In the clubhouse, the game is a 2D screen where you can click on rooms and interact with various objects. Most of the rooms contain a puzzle. The boat room contains a single interactable object in the room, which is a wall of dancing men. If you know a bit about ciphers, it's fairly quick to recognize that this is a dancing man cipher. The dancing man cipher is from Sherlock Holmes. Decoding the cipher reveals the following message. This isn't a puzzle clue. Suck on a banana, bozo. Love, Jimmy. This seemed to be a troll as it was not used in the final solution. The party room has two interactable objects in it. The first object is a dog collar with the numbers 0010 on it. This is just the ID number for the exact NFT that you would win if you were to crack the puzzle. The second object is a party poster containing song lyrics. The puzzle gives a selection of song lyrics sorted in alphabetical order by word with one of the words being replaced by the word monkey. Solving this puzzle involves taking each lyric word bank, identifying the song, and figuring out which part of the song the lyrics are referencing. You sort each word in that set of the lyrics in ABC order and figure out what word has been replaced with monkey. This so far, everything here sounds like a fairly standard online 
uh, puzzle hunt, just to say. Like, obviously it sounds psychotic, but this, yeah, the ARG, yeah, this this all seems like, uh, you know, fairly um, reasonable. I'm just saying, you know, pay attention. We haven't gotten to the weird part yet. This results in the following troll message. Wasted your time on this one, stupid apes. Entering the pool area presents you with two puzzles. One located on the inflatable duck in the pool, and the other on a drink menu located next to the bar. This puzzle presents a list of duck-themed clues and their answer length. Going through and solving all of the clues results in the list below. With this answer set, reading the first letter of each answer gives the phrase cocktails are shaken, which is a clue for the puzzle located next to the bar. Using the hint from the previous puzzle, we now know that this menu list is an anagram of cocktails. In addition, the text at the bottom of the menu indicates something extra was added to the drinks, hinting to there likely being an extra letter not used in the cocktail anagram. With there being 26 menu items, it seemed highly likely the extra letters or the cocktails used every letter A to Z for ordering when done. It is quickly realized all the cocktails start with a unique letter A to Z that, when put in order and reading the extra letters, gives orange liqueur used in spritz. Final answer, Aperol. Upon entering the kitchen, a sheet can be found lying next to the sink. This puzzle provides instructions on what to do. Begin by identifying the dishes that are clued on the left and filling out the blanks on the right. The extracted letters, highlighted yellow on the sheet, spell the phrase Gibraltar's Barbary, which is referencing a specific monkey that lives on Gibraltar, the Barbary macaque. Final answer, Makake. In the library, you can start by clicking on the bust on the top of the shelf, which contains a puzzle scroll. This puzzle is a Mad Gab-style puzzle as hinted by the title, Bus Don Dush Elf, which, when read aloud, sounds like bust on a shelf. You can make four Mad Gab-style phrases using one word from each column on the scroll. The output of each Mad Gab is its own clue to a word. This final output is yet again a Mad Gab where ooze six ciphers can be read as use six ciphers, a hint for the bookshelf puzzle. When you click on the bookshelf next to the fireplace, it shows you an enlarged version of the bookshelf. This bookshelf contains many different patterns throughout. As you start to group the patterns together, you will discover there are six separate puzzles using six different ciphers, as hinted in the previous puzzle contained in the shelf items. The monkey hands. There are six hands throughout the shelves using American Sign Language to spell weapon. Naval flags. There are six international maritime signal flags throughout the shelves that spell Nassau. Five-bit binary. There are six groups of books colored orange and green. These books are five-bit binary, which provides 10010, 00101, 10011101101110. These can be converted to their decimal equivalent of 18519151514, which can then be further converted to letters to read reason. Clocks. There are six clocks through the shelves. Each clock face has a different time, with both hands clearly visible. Using the clock hands as a flag semaphore, you can obtain the letters to spell salute. Book titles. There are some books facing forward with their titles clearly visible, and after reading through the titles, you will notice some of the words are from the NATO alphabet. Echo, Mike, Bravo, Romeo, Yankee, Oscar. And when you extract the first letter of each NATO word, it will spell embryo. Morse code. Between each of the bookshelves is a repeating pattern of a lighter color. Each shelf is a separate letter spelled using Morse code. If you decode the Morse for each shelf, it will spell analog. Now that we have all the words extracted, we need to extract the final answer. Looking at the words for a moment, it can be seen that the first letter of each word can spell answer when ordered correctly. Since the first letter spelled answer, we extracted the last letters to see if it provides an answer to the puzzle. The extract is Guanan, which is a breed of old world monkey, and it's the name of Rene Guanan. The game room contained two objects you can interact with. The first one is a game called G. French intellectual who remains an influential. Eastern metaphysical doctrines. The proto-fascist from earlier? Okay, just making sure that I'm caught up. All right. Right. Okay.
The game room contained two objects you can interact with. The first one is a game called Jimmy the Asshole, which, after some playing, didn't appear to contain a puzzle. The second one is the game room puzzle. The flavor text for the puzzle is, there are lots of games to play here if you can figure out the rules. It also has some pictures of Hangman and Tic-Tac-Toe. These are big hints for what you are looking for and what the solution is going to be. The solution for this puzzle involved taking each puzzle string and figuring out the puzzle rules that encoded the text. Here is one example. There are a lot of P's, so we want to analyze that first. You start by separating each line by P. We are looking for game-related words, so we can guess the two words here are card and canasta. With these two, we can deduce that the rule for this puzzle is to replace the first letter with P, which can then be reversed from the cipher, which gives the following clue, card worth 50 in canasta. The answer to this clue is Joker. However, we aren't done here just yet. Now we need to apply the same rule we discovered, replace first letter with P, to this answer to get a new answer out related to games. Applying the rule to Joker results in poker, the actual solution to this puzzle line. Here is the rest. Taking the first letter from each solution, you get the following phrase, Drooper's apartment pal. Drooper is a character from the Banana Splits, and his apartment pal is Bingo. Bingo is an ape, so we can confidently determine the answer is Bingo. The attic is one of the more difficult puzzles, and before oh, we dive into it, we first really? have to talk about the skeleton in the crawl space. The skeleton in the crawl space has a bunch of three-letter phrases and some numbers, with the flavor text of NTH plus EAT. We know that we're trying to combine the phrases to spell Okay, I admire the effort that's being put into recreating these apparently quite difficult puzzles. I will say, however, that even having been told about all of them, I my dog whistle alarm isn't really ringing that at all. I mean, you had a type of monkey who shared a name with the fascist, but apart from that, yeah, my my I guess dog whistle alarm, yeah words with the numbers most likely being the length of each word. There's really no approach other than maybe looking up words that start with or words that end with, but the best place to start was realizing that NTH and EAT were clued as being connected and could spell N the at. After that, it is mixing and matching until you get something good out. The output you get is Anastasia Steele really loves the hexes used in the attic. This is a reference to Anastasia Steele from Fifty Shades of Grey, which is referencing that the hex color codes in the attic are gray codes. This is basically a second hint for bought it, which you can see in the attic section below. The attic starts with an image with some pixels and flavor text about having to feel your way around. Yeah, is all this gonna be like making the n-word? Like, like hundreds of thousands of people online spent weeks like cryptographically decoding this gigantic puzzle and they're like n you know like two days later they're like i they're all sweating just like slowly assembling whatever <laughs> in the dark this is a reference for being blind and hinting towards the pixels being braille the phrase you get out of using colored pixels as braille dots beginners always unlock dim old tones if you take the first letter of each word as hinted by the word beginners you get bought it which is a type of cipher this is the one puzzle you can right click and export the image and it just so happens to be svg so we can extract the hex color codes accurately for the next step as hinted by the skeleton puzzle extracting all of the binary codes out and removing the lead zero you get the following what? using bought it encoding on the binary you get the following the only interesting thing we get is calamar which is another type of cipher this suggests that our extract is valid but the rest of it is cipher text. We can then use the string with a Calamar transposition solver, but without a key, it was just a bunch of guessing words as a key. Solvers of this puzzle got stuck here for a while until it was noticed that attempting some auto-solves on the grid, assuming six columns instead of eight, resulted in the final eight letters looking like a scrambled version of Visionaire. Given the first set of data gave us Calamar, and having it almost end with Visionaire now, another type of cipher, was too likely to be a coincidence. Putting some 
effort in manually with a six column assumption, you're able to get the following. Using column air key of 412563 or 214563 gives an output that spells Visionaire at the end, giving us the following possible strings. Cutting Visionaire off the end and taking the remaining letters, we try to decrypt the cipher using Visionaire and testing keywords relating to bored apes and the puzzle. Eventually, they landed on the following. Australopithecus. At this point, it's time to solve the final solution. Taking the answer from each puzzles and sorting them in ABC, we get the following word. Yeah, yeah, after all this, fuck it, they've earned their racism. Congratulations. This is the highest effort racism that has ever been attempted. You, you did it. Well done. You've earned it. It is morally just, as long as it's predicated by this level of effort. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. You know, this is like somebody stealing a candy bar from a, from a convenience store, and then when the police are chasing them, they hop into their rocket and fly to the moon and live on the moon. It's like, okay. You win. Congratulations. Aperol, Australopithecus, Bingo, Guanan, Macaque. If we examine the answers, we can extract even more information about what they mean. Aperol is an orange liqueur that only got popular after World War II. This answer is different than all the others, considering it is a drink that is meant to be ingested. Going off that theme, perhaps this is a metaphor for taking the red pill, as it sometimes appears red in color. Aperol also just has the word ape in it. Australopithecus. Of all the different possible answers they could have chosen, they landed on Australopithecus. Here's a little anthropology for you. In 1931, Ludwig Kohl Larsen joined the Nazi party and later undertook an expedition to German East Africa in search for a primitive man. In 1938 to 1939, he discovered Australopithecus afarensis at Letoli without realizing the importance of his find. Ludwig attempted to prove that all people have a common origin, but that African people remained in the state of primitive men while the Aryan race had developed. Such scholarship was at odds with most anthropological concerns of the day. Okay. Hold, hold on. I mean, just... Anthropology for you. In 1931, Ludwig Kohl Larsen joined the Nazi party and later undertook an expedition to German East Africa in search for... Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that Germany had a colony in 1931. They all did? I, I thought that their colonial territories got broken up and, uh, and, and taken over by the other um, European powers after World War I. No, they didn't? Okay, I, I, I just thought that, I guess. I know the other... I know a, they had a lot. Like, Europe had a lot in Africa. I didn't know... Okay, yeah, German East Africa. Near Madagascar. Okay, okay, okay. For a primitive man. In 1938 to 1939, he discovered Australopithecus afarensis at Letoli without realizing the importance of his find. That sucks, dude. I didn't realize that Australopithecus had been discovered by a Nazi. Dude, that's such a huge... That's such a huge fucking archaeological find. God.
Ludwig attempted to prove that all people have a common origin, but that African people remained in the state of primitive men, while the Aryan race had developed. Such scholarship was at odds with most anthropological concerns of the day in Africa. He then later lost his position as professor in the course of the denazification after the war. Cole Larson is not highly regarded amongst contemporary East Africanists. Bingo. Bingo the Gorilla is a major yet final antagonist in the 2019 direct-to-video horror comedy film The Banana Splits Movie. Bingo and his friends are animatronics created by Carl to entertain children as the banana splits. However, after the show is canceled, Bingo and his friends start a killing spree. You want to know something even creepier? What? Bingo only has three lines in the movie. I wonder how the show's gonna end. Time's almost up. Time's almost up. Bingo's last and most famous words. The only words Bingo ever says sounds just like accelerationism. Oh, that's a bingo. <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo, how fun. Guanan has double on Okay, listen, I will say, I will say this much. I will say this much. If this is dog whistling, it is obscure enough that it cannot be effective as a tool for recruitment. I'll just say that much, you know. Stuff like this, if this is attempting to construe a shared language behind the veil, it, it is too abstract to pull a meaningful... So, I still think that it's valuable to know if the people who made this project are Nazis. I still think that's worthwhile. This stuff here, if it isn't a coincidence, is being done purely for the masturbatory satisfaction of the Nazis. It's not even trolling at this point. At this point, this is, this is the thrill of exhibitionism. This is about Teehee getting away with it in the public eye in a way that only they can appreciate. So this isn't dog whistling at this point. The whist at this point, the only one who can hear it is them, you know. Um this is like the equivalent of of wearing like rope bondage underneath your clothing and then going to buy groceries, you know? It's like it, this is for them. It's the point. The po yeah, the point is that they're the ones who are walking around giggling like, ooh, they don't know, you know, but yeah, yeah, you, you understand what I'm talking about here, right? You know what I mean? Would you put it past them, though? Um, no. The, th the problem is when we're reaching references this abstract, they are not possible to make strong prescriptive arguments for. If you accept the premise that the founders of the Board Ape Club, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, are crypto or like, some kind of far right or whatever, the rest of this video is plausible. They're clearly intelligent guys. There's no reason why they couldn't do any of this. And it wouldn't be out of line for the kinds of people who like cryptography and trolling to do something like this. But that's what dog whistling means, though. No, no, no. No, it's not. Dog whistling is creating a shared language uh, with people of a similar political persuasion that isn't recognized by normies. Nobody out there is getting this. 
except for them. Maybe like five other cryptology alt-right nerds, you know? This is for them. This is about exhibitionism, more so than anything. I, I, that's not to say this isn't an issue, you know, I still think it's worthwhile to look into it. But this isn't dog whistling. Yeah, like, to, to give you an example here, and this would be like, imagine if Tucker Carlson were to engage in this level of abstraction while signaling racism, you know? Like, he says, bingo, and then you're like, bingo. That's just like when, uh, that's just like when the guy said it in Glorious Bastards. And also, Bingo was a character in the 1989 movie where there was a character who the last words that he said was, time's up, and the time's up is a reference to accelerationism, which is a component of the Kali Yuga. You know what I mean? Yeah, at this point, it's an Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It's not dog whistling. It's an Easter egg hunt, okay? T there we go. There we go. That's a bingo! Oh no, Vermin, I'm sure like five people get this or whatever. I just think it's, it's categorically distinct from dog whistling. It means something else. Um, again, I'm not uh, speaking ill on the premise of this video. Let's continue. Tandra, he's the father of traditionalism, bringing the Kali Yuga to the West, and Gwanan is also a species of monkey. Makake also has double entendre. Makake is a racial slur and a type of monkey. By definition, there is a clear distinction of what type of monkey both Gwanan and Makakes are. They are part of the old world classification of monkeys. In 2006, a Virginia senator was called out for using this slur. With close ties to Virginia, the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club would definitely be aware of this political disaster. You two have gotten in trouble with words that you've uttered. Let me bring you back to August 11th. You were at a campaign stop, and a young man who was videotaping it for the web campaign was there also. Let's watch. This fellow here over here with the, the yellow shirt, Makaka, or whatever his name is, he's with my opponent. And let's give a welcome to Makaka here. Welcome to America and the real world of Virginia. And here's the young man, S.R. Siddharth. He's a resident of Virginia, an American citizen, straight-A student at Fairfax High School, and now goes to the University of Virginia. Critics say that Makaka is a racist slur, and that you used it because he was dark-skinned. What did you specifically mean? Where did he get Makaki from? I, I, I'm not familiar with this. This was before my time. You said, welcome to America and the real Virginia. Why did you use those words toward a dark-skinned American? Tim, I made a mistake. I said things thoughtlessly. I've apologized for it as well I should. But there was no uh, racial or ethnic intent to slur anyone. If I had any idea that that, that word and to some people in some parts of the world, world was an insult, I would- Okay, this- so he used it as a slur, right? So this guy used it as a slur, okay. Yeah, he doesn't have an alternative explanation. He just randomly pulled out, like, an ancient slur, you know? Like, with no other- <laughs> you know? It, yeah. Okay, well... This is the first I'm hearing of it. Um... Yeah, I'd say this might be- this might be another Easter egg, folks. Never do it because it's contrary to what I believe. Well, where did it come from? It must have been. Oh, it's just made up. It's just made, made up. up. Made up words. My theory. Literally, just made up. You know. <laughs> uh that the primate answers of this puzzle are a direct reference to the founders of the project, and Aperol could be seen as the red pill. The Boogaloo boys were born on the weapon board of 4chan known okay. as K. Think of them as paramilitary incels, or Chan LARPers. They can be classified by their Hawaiian shirts and absurdist meme styles to make anyone who calls them out look insane. It can be a very effective tactic when trolling. This board ape Yaku Whoa! 
Was that a drum mag? Insane. It can be a very effective. Whoa! It looks like a drum mag. What are you doing? What is that, a goddamn Tommy gun? What are you doing? Is that a fucking PPSH? Wait, is it? A groove in the center of the drum mag. Wooden. No, it's it's not the same gun. It's not the same gun. Maybe something based off of it? I don't know. Whatever. This is totally irrelevant. Um, yeah. Tactic when trolling. This Bored Ape Yacht Club shirt is an exact Boogaloo Boy Hawaiian shirt used to LARP by 4chan users. This is Ape 14- Fuck me. Okay, you gotta let me pause on this. Okay, hold on. Hawaiian- Um... That does look like exactly the same shirt. It's Somi KP31. Gotcha. Just, I was just curious. It looks, it looks like exactly the same shirt to me. Is it a common print? I have no idea. It's literally just a Hawaiian shirt. In shirt used to LARP by 4chan users. This is Ape 1488. The number 14 is a neo-Nazi dog whistle. It is a direct reference to the white supremacist slogan known as the 14 words. We must secure the existence of our people and future for white children. The slogan was coined by David Lane, a member of the white supremacist terrorist group known as the Order. The number 88 is white supremacist alpha numerical code for HH, which stands for Hail Hitler. 1488, which is also included in the ADL database, or the Anti-Defamation League is a combination of these two hate symbols. But uh, the fact is, guys, I've been on the internet 20 years. I know pretty much about every single different slur that's in the English language and a few in other languages as well. So not only do I understand all the slurs, I also understand the euphemisms, like 1488. Here is where it gets really dark. What do you see on this ape? No, not the bloodshot eyes. This ape is wearing a prison outfit with the numbers 0198. Zero 07. If we take out the zeros, a practice in cryptography called null padding, we are left with 1987, which we can deduce is a year. You see, 1987 is a reference to the year that Rudolf Hess, a Nazi hero, died in the Spandau prison in West Berlin as a result of his conviction during the Nuremberg trials. It was destroyed the same year to prevent it from becoming a neo-Nazi shrine. Not everyone who has a board ape is a Wait, holy shit, that's the most metal thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Same year to prevent it from becoming a nation during the Nuremberg trials. It was destroyed the same year to prevent it from becoming a neo-Nazi shrine. They fucking destroyed the prison that he died in. Just, like, you will have no memory. You've died here and no spot will mark your fucking grave. Holy shit, that's so f <laughs> That's so fucking base, dude. Jesus, fuck. Okay, um... Okay, I gotta say... This actually is a pretty big coincidence. The idea, the, the, the 1488 code having what seems like a pretty plausible reference to this, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah, hmm. Trials. It was destroyed the same year to prevent it from becoming a neo-Nazi shrine. Not everyone who has a board ape is aware of the inherent racism. Let me point your attention to the sales activity tab. If someone is selling an ape, they set the price. Interestingly enough, there is a pattern of selling apes for variations of 88 Ethereum, ending prices in 0.88 or 0.14. This is a cut and dry example of esoteric racism. Ape 6969 features the same prison jumpsuit and a- Fuck, without like more data, it's impossible to know how meaningful this is, you know? Um, like, how many other non-0.88 sales are there? Is there a statistically significant uptick here? I would be willing to bet there probably is. I would be willing, I would be willing to believe 
that there probably is a more st yeah esoteric racism ape 6969 features the same prison jumpsuit and a prussian helmet with a shit-eating grin this is a troll hidden in plain sight designed to mock everyone who looks at it the odds of ape 6969 which is a troll in itself having both the prison jumpsuit and a prussian helmet is statistically near impossible apes in the board ape yacht club pro that seems totally arbitrary 6969? Nine, nine. I mean... ...project are adorned with various characteristics. This can include clothing, accessories, eyes, faces, anything you see on these apes can be randomly generated to produce the final product that we see as an ape. By design, some of these characteristics are more rare than others, which means more desirable, which results in a higher price. Some of these characteristics are harmless, but there is a definite through line with one characteristic in particular, headwear. The Prussian helmet is known as a pickelob, which is a reference to the German Empire from 1871 to 1919. The Vietnam-era helmet features an ace of spades card attached to the helmet, which was a custom American soldiers started in World War II, but continued in Vietnam. In Vietnam, however, American soldiers would leave an ace of spades on dead Vietnamese soldiers. The card in the board ape helmet has a letter. What? Is that true? Uh, in Vietnam, the Ace of Spades was thought by some to put a scare into the superstitious enemy and were left behind on dead enemy bodies after a firefight. Uh, okay, um, yeah. If you Google Vietnam Ace of Spades, that comes right on up there. So, um, yeah. J on it, which would indicate a jack of spades, not an ace. The founders of this project are not sloppy writers and wouldn't get history wrong if it meant they could include yet another racist reference. Maybe this explains it. Based on a 1938 decree in Nazi Germany, every Jew in Germany had to carry an identification card marked with J for Jewish at all times. The Sushi Chef headband is a Japanese headband known as a Hachimaki. Hachimaki can have different Japanese characters on them to mean different things. There are six variations that are the most popular and commonly used. Board Ape Yacht Club went with kamikaze to indicate Imperial Japan's suicide pilots. A sushi chef would never wear this headband. The safari helmet is a British or European pith hat used by the British Empire in colonizing Africa. And Belgium in the Congo, led by King Leopold II, who, as you know, cut off Congolese hands. The kami hat is known as a yushanka, and with the sickle and hammer, it represents the Soviet Union or the USSR. Worn during World War II while Russians were commanded by tyrannical leader Joseph Stalin. The fez is a potential reference Oh man, feeling that applied to a, a lefty icon does kind of put into context how um how uh vague these uh parallels are a little bit, doesn't it? You know, like Yusanka associated with Joseph Stalin is like Okay, I mean, I know I know it is a little bit, but <laughs> I thought the USSR wasn't leftist. Perceptibly leftist, you know what I mean. They weren't socialists, they're a part of leftist canon, whether I like it or not. I mean, Stalin was a fascist, though. Okay, yeah, I know that. Just, whatever, just continue. Reference to the Ottoman Empire, but there's also such thing as a Nazi fez. With all of these helmets and headwear, one can see a clear picture of Chan culture's fetishization of power and dominion of those they deem weaker. October 2021, music manager Guy Oseri, founder of management firm Maverick, who represents Madonna and U2, acquired representation of Board Ape Yacht Club. This would include securing book deals, music, television, video games, and even movie integrations. This was a power play for Board Ape Yacht Club because it legitimized funding and star power behind the project. With the connections of Guy Oseri, Board Ape Yacht Club now had a way to control the media messaging around their project. The project obviously has so much hype and so much support. There's also been criticism. Some people connected some of the in images to racist tropes. Um, I'd love to give you the opportunity to respond to that criticism. 
it's apes, because aping in is very much a nod to this community, to crypto enthusiasts, to people who aped in early. So the, the story is about them. One of the founders is Jewish, one is Turkish, one is Pakistani, one is Cuban. Guy Oseri, who's one of the partners that came in later last year, is Israeli. I myself am Cuban, and I'm actually first-generation American. The idea that we're neo-Nazis or alt-right is offensive, it's hurtful, it's totally untrue. I don't, I don't trust anything she's saying. This seems like a very insincere and highly prepared response right here. Um, I, I, I feel like if this was genuinely like a really, really ridiculous accusation to be thrown your way, it, like you would, like you would, I mean, you would just like l laugh it off, basically. I, I mean, that's like a really weird thing to, you know, you could be like, yeah, people think this, you know, like, but this response feels like a very prepared, yeah, just. That's really personal to you, that criticism. The idea that you can't be racist or even ironically racist because you're ethnic is the saddest excuse I've ever heard. And this interview is bought by Guy Oseri. Here he is pictured with the founder of D3. And this woman looks oddly familiar. Guy Oseri is even referred to as the fifth ape, a reference to the fifth beetle. When Ryder launched GordonGoner.com, Guy Oseri went off the deep end. Ryder Rips described to me a two hour phone call consisting of Guy Oseri screaming at him to stop digging into the project. After Ryder explained the symbolism to Oseri, he replied with, who am I to judge what art is? And remember that Rolling Stone interview I mentioned? Gordon Goner stated, are we the Beastie Boys of NFTs? Because right after our initial success, it felt like the Beastie Boys going on tour with Madonna. Everyone was like, who the fuck are these kids? The Rolling Stone article then states, funnily enough, Madonna's longtime manager, Guy Oseri, signed on to rep the foursome about a month after Goner made this comment to Rolling Stone. It's just so ironic that Board Ape Yacht Club would go on to partner with Madonna's manager, Guy Oseri. Here's the family tree of Board Ape Yacht Club. Greg Solano and Wiley Arno are from Miami. They met later in life at a bar arguing about literature. Karem Adelaide and Zeshan Ali went to University of Maryland together. Greg Solano also attended University of Maryland, but would go on to get his MFA at University of Virginia. The PO box of Yuga Labs is in Alexandria, Virginia. The CEO of Yuga Labs, Nicole Munez, went to high school with Wiley. Mark Andreessen is the funding. Guy Oseri is the Holy shit, that head. Oh my fucking God. That is incredible. This has to be, like, the smartest guy ever. Holy shit, did this guy design the fucking ARG from before? Was, th was this the guy who, who f uh, fucking constructed the gigantic schizo puzzle? Jesus, that is nothing but respect. <laughs> who are you calling, Pinhead? Yeah. And it's not a far stretch to say that Neil Strauss is their Rolling Stone media connection. He is also writing a book based on Board Ape Yacht Club. Guy Oseri and Neil Strauss go back to 1998 when Guy Oseri was featured in the credits of Neil Strauss's biography on Marilyn Manson. One of the most mind-boggling parts to this ongoing story is celebrity endorsement. Everywhere you look, a new celebrity flaunts their hideous Nazi propaganda. I wouldn't expect them to know any better, but there's something going on underneath the surface. I 
Fuck, I really, really, really wish that he wouldn't overstate the case like this. Like, again, you can you can say like these guy this guy's this this project gets promoted by these big celebrities, but flaunting hideous Nazi propaganda is like a comedic overstatement. I would yeah, like that I, I don't think it's appropriate. In fact, I think it's downright irresponsible to 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 frame it that way. I mean, it's sensationalist, you know. I, 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 think it, I think it obscures the meaning, too. I know most celebrities are denser than a cement block, but you can't convince me they would all spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these JPEGs just because of hype culture. So what's actually going on? In a Twitter Spaces video, Ben Baller, a celebrity jeweler, describes the process of receiving a bored ape. We'll talk, not once, not twice, Okay, I'll tell you, having not watched this video, I know exactly what happens here, okay? Um, they're either given these board apes for free, um, for promotional purposes, or they have people in their team who are more young and tech-connected than they are, and these tech people are, like, really trying to sell them on getting on this new wave of popularity, you know? The celebrities do not give a shit, and they don't know anything. This is just one of a, of a thousand esoteric financial investments that their team handles for them that they think they might be able to get some publicity off of. I've been offered a board through movement. I had Adidas hit me up. My DMs, look, you know, on Instagram, hey man, you want to call Facebook, told you on board No, I fucking don't. You know, hit me up. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what it was, but the fact that some of these super top tier all-star NBA players have them, and I was like, give us a small cap. I mean, and it was an NDA, they kind of send my agent and shit too, you know. I mean, there's definitely NDAs and everything there, but I'm, I'm, you know, positive there's, you know, something. So what I'm saying is for me, to, if I was to accept, you know, yeah, 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 they wanted you to not disclose that you, they want, they wanted you to not disclose that they had purchased the eight point. Yeah, 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 see. They wanted to see what you wanted for yourself, because you liked it. Which, you know what, which, you know what the craziest thing about that is, is that a lot of celebrities who are going into this, they're probably just stoked to get the eight, and they don't even realize a lot of them probably don't consult their legal and shit like that beforehand. Yeah but they're actually asking you to commit fraud on their behalf. That's right. Moonpay has celebrities sign NDAs or non-disclosure agreement contracts revealing how they receive the ape. I just got my first NFT. Oh, you did? What was it? I threw Moonpay. Moonpay. Okay. Moonpay, which is, I'm, I'm figuring, I did my homework. Okay. Moonpay, which is like PayPal, but for crypto. In fact, the- Remember, if you've watched the uh, Dan Olson video, the folding ideas video on NFTs, remember that NFTs are being pushed as a part of crypto, as a way of marketing crypto through iconography and, um, and artificial scarcity. So crypto on its own is just a, a, a speculative investment, but NFTs have images and ideas and potentially partnerships that you can sell or at least advertise. So it's a way of getting celebrities on board to popularize crypto. So all these Bored Ape Yacht Club guys are are the most lucky NFT printers as part of a broader financial effort to incentivize crypto investment through using NFTs as a vehicle to get celebrities to endorse crypto. You understand? We're only like three rungs up on a very tall ladder. There's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big world. To this day, I don't know what the difference is between crypto, crypto and NFTs. Crypto. NFTs are just, it's, it, you just have a file. NFTs are just, it's just a, it's a computer generated thing 
that you have sole access to. You get a receipt to a link to a thing for $5 billion, okay? Yeah, it's the, it's the link. Yeah, it's crypto, on the other hand, is like the whole blockchain, you know, uh, you know, cryptocurrency thing. Yeah, I know. It's not, not exactly my uh, area of expertise. Yeah, crypto is the infrastructure and NFT is just one brick laid upon it. Celebrities aren't even buying them and they're lying through their teeth about why they bought them all while committing fraud on MoonPay's behalf. Receiving a board ape as an endorsement and not explicitly stating that you were compensated violates the Federal Trade Commission's laws. So next time you see a celebrity show off their board ape, you can see who's a puppet taking advantage of their audience, all while unknowingly contributing to an apocalyptic political ideology backed by the technocratic. Wait, this isn't always true, right? Um, the laws for disclosure of um, acquired goods for advertising purposes, that's not something that applies to all platforms. Um, in fact, I believe the UK has stricter rules when it comes to this than we do. Um, I don't know if this is universally fraud. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Think of how many times you've seen celebrities in like Prada or like Gucci or whatever. Have you heard them say every time, yeah, I was given this for free? Not really. Elite, you may be asking yourself, who designed these apes in the first place? Surely they would be the ones responsible for drawing the racist imagery, right? Currently, it is believed that there are six artists on the Yuga Labs team. However, there was an artist in particular that provided the base layers for the apes. Her name was Seneca. When confronted and shown the finished designs, she claimed she did not even recognize the final product and was shocked at the characteristics she saw. Seneca described payment from Yuga Labs as not ideal. After all, they were rolling in millions of dollars and sh from Yuga Okay, this guy DM'd her directly. Wait. This is actually really bad question asking. With respect. I'm going to read this out loud. See if you can find the problems. Lighter voice is hers. No one in their right mind draws that last one. What? They are. Okay, so firstly, I did the main drawing and a couple of the big traits. The other variables were made by production artists and by Yuga. Why is it called Yuga and why is his name Gargamel? Anyways, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not here to attack you. I've done client work I hate. I don't care about your involvement one way or another. Also, honestly, Ryder, I was kind of a fan of you and the Funks, but you're coming at me kind of hard without knowing my full story. It's fine to make assumptions, but I don't think I want to continue this convo if you're going to be jumping to conclusions. Just curious how it came to be apes in grills and prison uniforms and Nazi hats selling for 400k lol. Wild times, I have no conclusions. Why, why did he approach her in this way? He might have been able to get way more useful information out of her, but this is a very weird, accusatory... Yeah, this is very tactless, essentially. Yeah, very aggro. She was on the defensive, like... This is Ryder, not the guy who made this video? Wait, did this... Was this not Ryder? Oh. Okay, never mind, this is someone else. So I thought... I thought I don't know this channel. I thought this was the guy who made it. Okay, so this is a different... Okay, never mind. Pull it back. However, you know, leaving aside, so this isn't this, that's good. Um, whoever is DMing here, whoever this person, Ryder, is, um, they're doing a really bad job putting these questions forward, in my opinion.
This is the guy DMing. Rider rips. Uh, okay, gotcha. Wait. Rider rips? In February 2021, Rips and American rapper Azalea Banks announced their engagement. They made an audio sex tape and sold it using NFT, which was then up for resale for $260 million. By March, Banks had announced they split up. This person? This is who we're referring to? I don't know if that's true. This person does seem to be close to NFTs, though. Pretty sure, yeah. Rider Rips, Board Apes, and Only NFT. Okay. Collapse as not ideal. After all, they were rolling in millions of dollars and she wasn't even getting a slice of the pie. However, it is speculated that Seneca received a $1 million bonus from the company after media outlets front ran her story. At the Holy end of the shit. day, Seneca, a very talented artist, was not responsible for this imagery. The Board Ape Yacht Club project represents a sinister commentary on people's eagerness to hop on trends and projects just because it's in the spotlight. I say this is an ongoing story because on April 30th, 2022, one year after launching Board Ape Yacht Club, Yuga Labs launched a metaverse called Other Side. If the date sounds familiar, it's because it's also Hitler's death day. The sprites available in the video game that doesn't exist yet are called Codas, spelled with a K. In music, Coda with a C means the end, and obviously the theme of transitioning from life to death or crossing to the other side. Their new metaverse also features Stonehole Jackson, a reference to the Confederate leader Stonewall Jackson, and Plot One is owned by Emperor Tomato Ketchup. Along the way, Ryder Ray- that, that is a direct reference, can't get around that was able to open the eyes of thousands of people by organizing the information and explaining the full context to the best of his ability, knowing all too well that the barrier to entry of this information is diving down the deep rabbit holes of white supremacy, the alt-right, and 4chan. But now, one thing's for certain. He was correct in telling me that Board Ape Yacht Club is the biggest troll in internet history. Now that you know okay. everything there is to know about Board Ape Yacht Club's cute little social experiment, what can we do about this? Well, as it stands right now, the founders of Board Ape Yacht Club operate relatively unchecked. That's because there's no real pressure. Their tactic of using plausible deniability and dumb excuses to deflect from the truth is about to change. Nicole Munez, I really hope you had no idea this was going on. And if you didn't, that means- Vosh end it? Oh no, is bad stuff coming? Oh no, 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 no your business partners strung you along because they think of you as a normie. It's unfortunate if you got roped into this. Guy O'Seri, we will not be silenced. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, Gordon, God. Garga, Tomato, and Sass. I also think these guys are pussies. Like, I think they're feckless for doing this. It's like, <laughs> they are, bro. It's like, go fucking do, like, why are you making this girl we went to high school with speak for you? On tape. I want every celebrity, actor, athlete, and influencer to burn their fucking ape. I want to make such a fucking shitstorm that everyone. Man, you know what? This might actually be my favorite kind of video for streaming. Because we've got a lot of info, we've got a lot of laughs, and we've gotten to experience a wide range of emotions, you know? Remember that video we were watching of the incel dude who was critiquing the female dating instructor and then it turns out the female dating instructor was actually really, really bad and a lot of the criticisms were worthwhile. But then every once in a while the incel guy would be like, well, an incel and would say some crazy shit. It's like, it's like the, the, the scales are constantly turning on my feelings in this video. No, that was good. I love that. I'm living right now. Okay, keep, keep it up, my dude. What, what's next? One from Steph Curry to Post Malone to Jimmy Fallon is forced to act. You see, this little price tag is contingent on you. 
the market, the people. But in their minds, it's the normies, the sheep that made them rich. So I ask you, are you a fucking sheep? I want each and every one of you to tweet hashtag burn B-A-Y-C on Twitter. Let's play their game. Burn means to destroy, but it's also something you can do with your NFT if you hold one. Not only will we sink Board Ape Yacht Club because of their disgusting scheme, we will send a message. This message will be loud and clear. We will not be manipulated. To piss off eight profile pictures and amplify his own research, Ryder created Ryder Rips Board Ape Yacht Club. Ryder won a DMCA takedown request against Yuga Labs, solidifying the point that you can't copy an NFT. Ryder also set his royalties to 0%. In this case, it's truly not about the money. He is also creating Ape Marketplace, saving people billions of dollars a year in gas fees. Oh, and if you see my profile picture, don't be fooled. It doesn't contain any racist imagery. It's also from the Ryder Rips Board Ape Yacht Club collection. Silly goose, you can't copy an NFT. And I think I'll call him Caesar. You can even use him as a profile picture because we're about to take over. What? Don't, don't copyright me. Wait. Why would a movie where the monkeys win be the thing that you would want to cap off your video on how the bad ape yacht cub is bad? What? Isn't this them winning? Because he also has a monkey NFT? Okay. Please, end the thing. You're gonna give me copyright strikes. Please. Stop! Stop! Holy shit! How'd you get all this approved? Did you- Oh, it's the whole end? This is like several uninterrupted minutes of a movie. Oh, okay, that that last like five minutes were just the movie, the movies. Wow. Okay. Wow. That. Okay. Wow. A response from the founders. Oh. They dignified this. As you may have heard, we've become the target of a crazy disinfo campaign accusing us, a group of Jewish, Turkish, Pakistani, and Cuban friends of being super secret Nazis. Right off the bat, very sussy. Immediately, like, giga-sussy opening, the kind of thing that literally, like, the Nazis would write to, make, to like, laugh at people who are, yeah. Right off the bat. Even though the ADL, which exists to protect Jewish people around the world from just the kind of hatred and slander, has confirmed this isn't true, trolls are still predating ridiculous spirits. When has the troll, when, wait, when has the ADL come out to claim that the Bored Ape Yacht Club people aren't Nazis? Is that a thing that happened? I responded to much of this bullshit before, here, here, and here. <sighs> what was the inspiration behind the design of the Board, uh, board Ape Yacht Club logo? 
We never wanted to take ourselves too seriously, so the look of the club is ramshackle and divvy? Divy? Everything about the B-A-Y-C was meant to convey a spirit of irreverence and absurdity. With an ape skull, convert just how bored they're bored to death. This is a dodge, 100%. The, as far as I'm concerned, the logo is literally all you need. Yeah, it's an almost perfect copy of the, um... Yeah, the... This is, like, a pathetic misdirection. It was meant to convey the spirit of irreverence. There's an ape skull because they're bored. Like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Plus the 18 teeth thing? Yeah, okay. What is this? Let me just read the damn thing, okay? I don't know what do. Why does our NFT collection feature apes? Um, this isn't really a relevant point that was brought up. What was the inspiration for the design of Bored Ape Yacht Club logo? Okay. Wait, they just copy-pasted from the Twitter. We never wanted to take ourselves too seriously as the look of the club is Ranchapel and Divey. This is a copy-paste. This is literally just a copy-paste. Lois Gordon's email designer. We work from the logo, laying out our inspirations, punk, streetwear, skate references, maritime flags, and pennants, old yacht club flags, etc. This doesn't mean anything. Showing, showing an email where you're like, well, here's some ideas I have, doesn't disprove the idea that... That you would like pull it from Nazi iconography. Um, okay. I'm sure the troll will find a way to tie the SBC in it here or other stuff. No, I don't believe this. Not for a second. This is completely made up. They're lying flat out. They're just lying. You can't. You can't get there from this. There's nothing maritime about this, apart from the fact that it says Yacht Club. The frayed edges in the official design, which is not at all common. Like, how do you get that? Yeah, I want it to be a skull in the center of, like, a, a, a life raft, and then, but nothing maritime remains. The fact that, like, the text is curved in the bottom and top, just like it is in the original Nazi symbol, but... Especially since, keep in mind, the twin lightning bolts here on the Totenkampf, the SS, that is an abbreviation. Like, remember? The SS, the Stoffel, whatever, the, their, their, their secret police, the, the, the higher-up, B-A-Y-C, Borde Jakob. It, it, it serves the, not only does it follow the same, like, typographic design, the type of lettering is the same in terms of, like, linguistically what it conveys it's and then it's like oh well it's a circle so it's like a life raft no i i don't buy it for a second i don't i not nope 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 no i don't buy it bullshit i don't buy that for a fucking second the Nazi Tontenkopf has is one very specific graphic design of a skull and crossbones, and the monkey skull resembles it in no way, except insofar as all skulls resemble each other to a certain degree. Wait, this is from the uh, uh the guy from the ADL. Wait, was this an ADL statement, or was this from a guy who was a senior research fellow at the ADL Center of Extremism? Because this is not an ADL article right here. Yep, this is not an ADL statement. This is just one person who's a research fellow at the ADL saying this in an interview with Input Mag. 
And, and by the way, saying something that is patently, objectively incorrect, by the way, the idea that the only visual similarities between these two right here is the fact that all skulls kind of look the same, this is like a laughably, objectively incorrect statement. You know, insofar as a statement can be said to be objectively incorrect when we're referring to similarities in appearance, this is objectively incorrect. Ridiculous. The monkey skull resembles it in no way, except insofar as all skulls resemble each other to a certain degree. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, research fellow could mean anything. So, unless there's some other thing that I don't know about, at the beginning here, when they said the ADL has confirmed this isn't true. That was a lie. Um, this is a lie right here. A senior research fellow at the ADL responding in that way to a specific tech outlet is not the same as the ADL itself confirming that these accusations aren't true. Especially since the person from the ADL was only talking about the design, not the entirety of the accusation that these people are super Nazis or whatever. Yeah, no, there's there's just no way to say that they're not visually the same. Talk about the company name Yuga Labs. Um, Gordon spent a decade practicing Hinduism. The Kali Yuga is the current era we're in, according to Hinduism. Oh, wait, so they just admit that the Kali Yuga reference is... Wait, they just... Oh, okay, well, there's nothing spurious about that then. They just straight up says it, yeah. The ADL quite literally laughed at the suggestion that Kali Yuga had anything to do with white supremacy. Uh, can I get a source on that? Is there, is, do you have a link? The last time they said the ADL did something, it turns out what they actually meant is that someone who once was in the same zip code as an ADL building. Does this mean that uh, Seth Green is a Nazi? Yes. This is my new adamant position. Anyone who has ever owned a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT is a, is a Nazi, and he does own and has memorized Mein Kampf. Yes. That is definitely the thing that I believe. Is that, does anyone know about like an ADL article that's a, a, an effort to exonerate? Hold on. ADL Bored Ape Yacht Club? Is, like, is there some broader thing? No! If you look up ADL Board Ape Yacht Club, you get a Protos article, the Input Mag article that we already looked at, Bitcoinist.com, and so on. Where's the ADL statement? And guys, isn't hiding behind the um, alleged exoneration of the ADL exactly something that trollish Nazis would do? It's the exact same way you have Nick Fuentes talking about how he's a Hispanic and therefore can't be racist or whatever. It's the, it's the like, thinly veiled, coquettish, ah, ha ha, tee hee, you can't catch me. You know what I mean? Damn, you know, actually, I feel like, um, these guys, um, these guys are a lot less smart when they're trying to crank out a quick medium article to defend themselves. They're, I think they're smart with their cryptography and advertisement, but, like, the the level of obfuscation here is a lot weaker than it is in a lot of the other stuff they do. Honestly, this makes them come across, like, no better than your average, like, dipshit 4-channel writer, whereas a lot of the other stuff comes across as very, like, clever and well-hidden.
I suppose that's the kind of spurgy behavior you would expect from computer nerds who aren't very good at, like, press statements, but are very good at cryptography. Um, Emperor Tomato Ketchup is the name of a Stereo Lab album. Good record, ranked 51st on Pitchfork's Lab of 90s Best Album. Tomato has been an avid vinyl collector. The Emperor Tomato Ketchup thing could... Possibly? It's possible that it's not something, but it probably is. Um... None of the founders are good at ciphers or puzzles. We're awful at them. We had to bring in professional help in the form of a company. No! They didn't even do the cipher crafting. They hired a company to do it. Ah. Well, now I don't even know what these guys are good at. Damn it. A couple other things here that I'm noticing. Um, first of all, in spite of the fact that they are responding to a video that, um, explicitly says that hiding behind your ethnicity is not a defense against being a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist, they keep referencing the ethnicities of the people involved here. Uh, that's one. Um, two, something about this line right here. Um, which one? The BAYC was not launched on the day Hitler died. A reporter got the date wrong in an early article, and the troll has run with it ever since. Secondly, who even considers the day Hitler died when starting a company? It's such a crazy stretch. This right here comes across as a suspiciously irrelevant denial. Um, in If you're responding to a set of arguments against you, saying that you are dog whistling, that you're trolling, that you're hiding stuff in plain sight, that you're obfuscating it to the point that no reasonable person could find out. Asking this question sounds like it's done with an uplifting tone towards the end of the sentence. I'll read it out loud. Second, who even considers the day Hitler died when starting a company? You know what I mean? Like, teehee. You know what I mean? Otherwise, why would you phrase it this way? You say it's a crazy stretch, but it's fully in line with the types of accusations that are brought about in that video. I think I missed the mark on that reading, too. Here, let me try that again, okay? Secondly, who even considers the day Hitler died when starting a company? There you go, that's a little bit better. Not the rising tone at the end, but more like that fake incredulity that you're doing to buy for time. There we go. I think that's a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, we think it's crazy these conspiracy theories have been able to proliferate. It really shows the power a demented troll on the internet can have. Ah, oh, dude. They're totally jerking off here. 100% they are. Yeah. These accusations are crazy. It really shows you how far people will go to spread misinformation. It just makes you wonder how many people are out there spreading crazy stuff under everyone's nose. Yeah, serial killer talking to local media vibes for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, um... Ooh, that was a doozy. My final ruling, my, my, my personal final ruling here, I have no idea if any of these guys are crypto-Nazis or whatever. I do, I am exceedingly confident that at least a few of them are um, 
at the very least, like, right-adjacent internet-poisoned 4chan edgelords who get off on the idea of, you know, ambiguously spreading far-right iconography in a way that is abstract enough that it couldn't reasonably come back to them and isn't really even being done for political purposes, like, to, to spread the word, but is rather being done so they can masturbate. Um, I don't know if they're, like, ideologically crypto-Nazis or if it's just, like, lay epic meme bullshit. I don't know how much of a difference there is between those two things realistically, so whatever. Uh, I do, I do think that the video was in some ways poorly made. However, that was a pretty fun video to watch, wasn't it? Come on. Come on, that held our attention. That held my attention. I was not bored watching that video. And I do think that an impressive degree of um, investigative enthusiasm was brought to the table. You know? I mean, I do, I do think that um, the spirit of trying to get to the bottom of things was present, even if the right emphasis wasn't put on the right bits of evidence. And it was cringy a little, but it was it was fun, you know? It was a hell of a video, wasn't it? The schizophrenic is an untapped resource for the American left. That's true. The American left needs to work harder at cultivating the schizophrenic. Seriously, I genuinely believe that the more deranged 4chan psychos we have on our side, the better. I really genuinely mean that. Um, okay, this is going to sound a little bit LARPy, but it's true. Nothing that I'm saying here is incorrect, okay? In terms of... Posting power, 4chan schizophrenics are hundreds of times stronger than your average uh, Twitter lefty. You know, your average pit crew avatar Twitter lefty, in terms of posting power, is just a, a tiny baby compared to uh, 4chan schizoid, you know.